Welcome to Wit and Wisdom, where we bring you straight talk on American culture and current events. I'm your host, Tom Green, and I'll be your guide. I'm willing to bet that the title of this week's article got your attention. If you didn't have a chance to check it out, the title is, Why is Everyone Having Less Sex? Can you imagine a more clickbaity article title? You probably think I made up this title just to get your attention, and maybe that's true. But the simple truth is, over 60% of young men today are single. Why? They just aren't interested in having sex. It's true. Young men today are more than twice as likely as young women to be unattached, asexual, lonely, and friendless. I wrote about this about a year ago in a piece called The Laziest Generation in American History, and another piece entitled The Friendless American Male. They're two of my most popular pieces. It seems that any time you can do research and draw inferences about what's going on with today's current generation, you get people's attention. Now, you might be thinking that this only applies to the heterosexual community, or maybe the homosexual community, but the reality is, this asexual trend applies to both heterosexual and LGB males. Yes, if the 1960s ushered in the sexual revolution, the 2020 decade is ushering in the asexual revolution. In fact, there's an entirely new sexual identification known as ACE. It's for people who find all forms of sex repulsive. So what's causing this revolution? Could it be that young men ages 18 to 29 are simply struggling to find a mate? Unfortunately, it's not that simple. Today, 57% of single adults aren't even looking for a relationship or even casual dates. Only 13% are in a committed relationship. Believe it or not, there's simply a lack of interest in pursuing an intimate relationship today. According to the New York Times, the sexual activity of all Americans stands at a 30-year low. The number of adults ages 18 to 30 having sex each year is worse. About 28% in that cohort report having no sex in the prior year. There are lots of contributing factors here, but one that comes to mind is that 50% of all young adults live at home. That could be a contributing factor as it's hard to get jiggy with mom in the next room. Some would suggest that the precipitous decline in romantic relationships are a function of dating apps like Tinder or the promise of quick, casual sex. Maybe. Around 62% of single men regularly use dating apps. The rest, of course, are lying. For women, the dating apps are overwhelming. There's an oversupply of very available and very odd men. See, most dating site profiles require a picture. That's where the fun begins. For men, options often include the bed selfie or the shirtless gym mirror selfie. The simple truth is that dating apps are littered with naked guys. Most are carefully posing in cringeworthy positions, as if somehow presenting your tools for examination makes you more desirable for that 30-minute Starbucks meetup. It's enough to make you want to give up on the future of the human species. Perhaps part of what's driving the asexual revolution is confusion. During the 1960s, there were two genders. My parents seemed to find each other just fine. Life was simple. 
Today, as a byproduct of the much-needed acceptance of changing sexual preferences, everyone has more options. But could all this flexibility be confusing to some? In full disclosure, I struggle to stay current with the alphabet soup of LGBTQIA++ options. I'm not judging anyone. I'm simply confused by all the acronyms and all the options. I can't imagine being single and trying to navigate the Cheesecake Factory menu of human sexuality today. Debbie Herbenick is a professor at the Indiana University School of Public Health in Bloomington. She studies human sexuality. She recently completed a study examining the decline in all forms of sexual activity. There's no easy answer to why this trend is occurring. It's likely a myriad of causes. She opines that sex looks very different today than it did in the 1960s. Sex, for some, has become, well, weird. As a likely result of the rapid increase in online pornography, many women report an increase in rough sex. That is, sex that involves some form of intentional pain or abuse. One study found that 58% of college women had been choked or partially asphyxiated during sex. And you thought the world couldn't get any weirder. Well, it can. Today, 12% of all websites online are porn sites. Unfortunately, pornography is one of the most common ways young men learn about sex today. That's like learning to drive by watching the Daytona 500. Studies show that 98% of men have watched porn. The other 2%, of course, are lying. Today's porn normalizes a variety of very risky behaviors and fantasies that are completely unrealistic and often violent. Because, sure, the cable guy gets laid by two hot strippers frolicking naked in a hot tub at least once a week. That type of content is available on the nearest portable laptop, iPad, or smartphone. People can sneak a peep quickly from anywhere in high definition, whether they're at work, school, or at home. Ironically, today's average screen time with porn is about nine minutes. By the time young men are sexually active, they've spent years watching professionals engage in outlandish sex acts and high-definition, on-demand porn. As a result, young men have lost all curiosity about sex. It's no longer mysterious. When they finally engage in a sexual relationship, it pales in comparison to the porn version. It's the equivalent of the Daytona 500 at 35 miles per hour with turn signals for lane changes. It's frankly very boring to them. A byproduct of all this exposure to porn is a significant rise in the prevalence of erectile dysfunction in young men. A recent study found that 26% of men under the age of 40 now report erectile dysfunction. It's partially the reason for the explosive growth of companies like Roman. The online company offers mail-order drugs for erectile dysfunction and other ailments without the embarrassing doctor visit. The company was founded in 2017 and is now valued at over $5 billion. That's an awful lot of Viagra. To be sure, porn usage isn't the only cause of ED in young men, or the only reason men have lost interest in having sex. The increased utilization of antidepressants, an increase in stress, sexual performance anxiety, 
and certain medical conditions are all contributors. It all contributes towards a lack of interest in dating and sex. So should we be concerned about our young men losing interest in sex and relationships? I think so. The reality is that sex is healthy and one of the most important ways we physically connect with another human being. It's increasingly important in a world dominated by digital interaction and the solitude of working from home. Sometimes when I work from home, I can go 48 hours without even seeing another human being. Human interaction will be even more critical to our mental health once the metaverse becomes mainstream and much of our lives goes online. It's also important to remember that our entire socioeconomic system is based on a stable birth rate. Since 2007, the U.S. birth rate has fallen 20%. The result is a smaller workforce and a smaller population, and that population is aging more quickly. The reduction also puts a strain on our tax base, and it negatively impacts our social safety nets, things like Social Security and Medicare. Lastly, having sexual relations triggers the release of oxytocin. This chemical makes you feel happy. It can also serve to lower your blood pressure and make you feel less stressed. And we all need lower blood pressure and less stress, right? Look, I'm all about the value of technology to make our lives better. But if we're willing to consider a ban on TikTok, shouldn't we also consider banning all these free, high-def porn sites? Seriously, who in their right mind would stand up to defend the industry in light of the overwhelming amount of damage it's doing to our young people? After all, when men ages 18 to 30 have lost interest in sex, something is really, really wrong. You've been listening to Wit and Wisdom with Tom Green. If you've enjoyed this article and podcast, the greatest compliment you can offer is to share it with a friend. You can also follow Wit and Wisdom on Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and all other major podcast platforms, so you get notified each time there's a new episode available. If you already follow our show, please invite a friend to follow along. I hope you'll come back in two weeks, and we'll be continuing this conversation with an article entitled, The Importance of Delayed Gratification. So until next time, thanks for tuning into Wit and Wisdom, And remember, nothing beats nice.